0: So I know I do this a lot, like I know I stare into, like someone will be talking to me and I stare at them sometimes because like you zone out, but like how do you handle it when you know the person's truly not understanding you? And that's something we're going to kind of discuss today is working with patients who, you know, English or even other languages you speak, like can know Spanish and English, but like If you don't know, like if they don't know any of the languages you speak, how do you get across doing physical therapy? Do you use Google Translate? Do you always have someone there to translate for you? Um, We're gonna kind of talk about that today. So the reason it came up is currently I worked with a patient actually today. First time, um, she barely speaks English. She barely understands it. Now she is originally from Russia. And she's been living out here for a while now. Um, From what I can tell, she's been off and on living, but officially like a citizenship. But English is still not her strongest suit, which is totally fine. Um, I had kind of noticed this uh, during the evaluation um, because her son, it looked like, was with her a lot and he was talking a lot. And I could kind of just guess it, but I had no prep warning going into this treatment of how little did she really know um so we're gonna kind of talk about that and how do you deal with it and um what are some of the things you look for and what else am i missing anything else all that jazz i
1: kind of feel like you just knocked out the intro it's
0: a win-win situation
1: we'll use that as the intro got it (laughs) all
0: right so let's go ahead and get into it guys
1: you're listening to the PT Assistance Podcast with your hosts, Ken.
0: And Laura, thanks for joining for another exciting episode.
1: Perfect. All right. <laughs> well, since you did that, um, I did have a couple. Well, I mean, I have a couple of questions, but um, I think the last time this happened to me, um, the patient was uh, sign language. Mm-hmm. So, in instances of what we, what we would do is we would almost automatically turn the patient into a one-on-one because someone has to be with the patient at all times. And we would just kind of communicate written. So we just kind of write on a piece of paper, hey, this is what I want you to do. Or we would text or I would type on my computer and then that would kind of give her the instructions on what she needs to do. Um, Sometimes we would just do just the manual portion in the clinic and then print out the HEP so that she can read it, go home, and then take care of it on her own. Because with when it comes to the whole language barrier and the thing about Spanish too, the Spanish I speak, it's it's weird. Like there's like different dialects. Yeah. And I was and just there's like going, street
0: Spanish and uh, Spaniard yeah. Spanish. And- so
1: I've had patients that were Cuban, and I have no idea what they're saying. <laughs> but it works both ways. They have no idea what I'm saying.
0: Yeah. They're like and looking at you like you're crazy. Like, do you yeah, really actually and speak I'm just Spanish? Like, I don't.
1: I don't know what is going on here and it's funny because we have a Eva right now that was a Spanish speaker and they wanted me to call him and I'm like oh no I, I don't like phone. I, don't, I don't like my phone Spanish
0: oh Ken's phone like, Spanish Why? is the funniest thing in the world by the way guys so Ken well, when he talks no 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 Hold on. When talk, Ken talks on the phone normally in English he's like this voice guys when he gets to his Spanish he's like hola como estas muy bien it's totally like really quiet and weird. Quiet. You go so quiet. You go so no, quiet. It's yeah, so weird. Goes, hold
1: on, hold on. Everybody's got a phone voice, okay? Yes, You've but your English.
0: Voice. Oh, I totally my do. Spanish Mine's...
1: phone voice is a whole nother world.
0: Yes, compared to your There's English, like, like they I'm don't like, even match up. <laughs> That's the funny we'll thing. See the,
1: and then the other thing, but so when he tells me, "Hey, we have a Spanish-speaking eval. Can you call him to schedule him?" And now I got like my anxiety running. I'm like, "Crap!" I'm like, "I don't know if." <laughs> I don't, I don't know what Spanish is going to be on the other line. Like, I can barely understand these people in person. And now you want me to call them and just kind of hope that I can understand their Spanish over the phone. I'm like, all right, well, let's try it. But we'll go for it. <laughs> I mean, I was just kind of wiggle my I've already done it several times. But yeah, my bet my it's, it's still better
0: than my Spanish. So, you know, we're, we're golden, yeah. aka the non-existing Spanish. I know um, all the words I said earlier when I was making fun of your phone voice was the extent of my Spanish.
1: That's all you got? <laughs> yeah, but it's uh, definitely...
0: It's, it's It makes it a little harder and you have to be a little more creative um, when approaching even scheduling things like that because you're just like, okay, I've had literally ones where it's literally point out the days you want um, to and times kind of on your schedule so that way you can understand I've used things like Google Translate before, which is a pain in the butt. But like I will say, I've also used the translations or translators that come over the phone from um, that a lot of workplaces will supplies and that's even worse. So I, I definitely know there there's ways out there. But it's one of those things where I'm like, if I can get by kind of without a translator, I might do the best I can. And sometimes that's doing things as simple as like let me demonstrate the exercises a lot more in depth and kind of go over it a lot more like visually and watching visually the cues and um, things like that. A lot of facial expressions uh, become very helpful and become your friend. And I will say most of the time, like it, it works. Like today, there's a couple times where she's like, I, I don't understand. And I'm like, OK. And like I kind of show and she get it. But, like, it wasn't perfect or it wasn't, like, she was still compensating here and there. And it was one of those things where it's like, okay, I just need to let that little aspect go because it's not as important. Um, but she's getting, like, the main concept down. And do you kind of do the same thing, Ken?
1: Yeah, for the most part. I kind of just get, like, on their cues and all that. Yeah. Um, I was going to ask about the translator. Not, like, the device's translator. Um, want,
0: like, bringing someone in?
1: Not even just bringing, like them bringing someone in.
0: Yeah. yeah. Uh,
1: so sometimes you don't really have a choice. I just Who know my with? boss, if able, he doesn't like to use the translators they bring. And the biggest reason is because in his experience, they don't really explain everything they, they're saying. Mm-hmm. So they translate, like they start speaking in their language. The family member translator grabs it and then kind of gives him a, like a paraphrased version of what they said, but not even what he needs to know. Yeah. So, for example, like when it comes to the Spanish speakers, because I speak Spanish, I'll go in there with him, and he only needs to say like part of his question at this point, and I know what he wants. (laughs) So I'm able to ask the question in the way that will provide the answer he wants. Yeah. Versus he feels like the other way around, either he'll miss information that was really important, because they weren't able to tell him, or, um, they're just kind of going around the bush, like they're not really getting to the point.
0: You know how he really figured this out one time is he because he brought of the you fact...
1: into a translation.
0: <laughs> no, <laughs> we all,
1: <but laughs> I at, we barely.
0: know. Yeah, uh, he actually brought one of our technicians in to translate, and he knows a little bit of Spanish. He's not fluent. He can kind of get away with them, um. But the patient said that he was hot in Spanish.
1: He was handsome.
0: Handsome. Okay, my bad. That he was handsome. (laughs) And our technician totally refused to say that to him. And he's like, I know what they said. I know what they said. Oh, yeah.
1: yeah. He was like, okay, tell me all of it. And yeah, she's like, no, I'm like, no. nope. Translate it all. I know. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but so, like, he he could pick up on certain things weren't coming fully across, um, because he was somewhat fluent. And you're right; you're well, completely right on that. This wasn't um, asked.
1: Like, if you were in that situation, would you want the family? Like, sometimes you don't have a choice. Are you? You okay don't have a family, choice. The family member translate.
0: I I have to be because I'm not fluent in any other language. Um, I'm barely, again, I'm barely fluent in English. Like I always joke with my patients. Um, So like you have to make do with what you have, but I've honestly have a prime example of this right now. I have a patient who only speaks Spanish um, and she can understand English actually fairly well, but she can't really communicate back. Um, Her daughter comes with her all the time and I can tell that she's saying more than the daughter's actually telling me sometimes. And I can tell, like, I'll be like, oh, well, how's your knee feeling today? And she'll kind of go in and you can kind of, you know, those body language, you can just tell they're giving you more. And the daughter's like, oh, she feels fine. And I'm like,
1: there's more to that. I can tell.
0: (laughs) And so that's when it's like, it's really tough because you have to, like, take the verbal cues um, from the patient or the non, sorry, the non-verbal cues from the patient, Um and kind of really work off of those. Cause like I can tell, I'll be like, Oh, are you tired? And the patient's like, you know, the daughter saying no, but I'm watching her like barely be able to complete an exercise because her leg is just exhausted or something like that. And so, um, it, it is very tough when you have family members and definitely fam- family members who don't get how important it is for us to actually really, truly know what they're saying. Because a lot of family members are like, I want them to get better. Some of them think like, oh, they're just big sissies and they're just complaining. And so they're just not going to tell us because they want us to work them harder because they think it will get better. Um, so it is a battle. And that's where you really have to use your instinct as a clinician. And then, um, you have to really focus on those nonverbal cues and see how they're doing. And based off of just kind of how the patient does overall throughout the session, if it gets really bad, then, you know, I would definitely try to recommend getting someone in that you could trust to translate. Uh, but it, it's a fine line because then you're at the same time you're telling the patient that like, Hey, I don't trust whoever you brought with you to tell me what's really going on and that's a tough situation so
1: well so the other thing being on that end like i feel like it'll just come down to experience but Mm -hmm. when i first started in physical therapy uh so i was brought up speaking spanish like my whole family speaks spanish they don't really speak english but the problem was i have no medical spanish Mm mm-hmm so like the very first I remember the first time I got brought into an eval um, with our PT and like they knew I spoke Spanish like okay so I went in there and then they started spitting out terms like osteopathic and um, herniated disc like all these like specific terms and I'm like okay uh, you've lost me like I can't even I don't even know how to begin to explain this in Spanish like I have never had to say it in Spanish pinch. <laughs> good try. You should put in front of it. Yeah. Um, but so when for me, I feel like on that standpoint, when it comes to their family members, if their family members aren't brought up in the same terminology, like this is where your experience of being able to use your layman's terms
0: mm-hmm. becomes
1: super important. Because if you start spitting out medical terminology to people who aren't part of this field or their translator who isn't part of this field, they're not going to know what you're saying.
0: Well, and that's for English, too. Like, um, for example, when I had my first surgery and or even my second, I don't even remember, honestly. And I had to go back to physical therapy. I couldn't drive myself still. So my husband came with me and I went to the place where I was working. Um, So the PT, you know, who was doing my treatment, i had been working four years for with and um, me and him just. Went into our normal jargon, which to me was nothing. But my husband literally was like, I think you guys are speaking another language right now. And that's purely English. Like, so medical terminology just in any language can be so difficult to understand. And you're completely correct. You then add a- another language on top of medical terminology. And it becomes even more complicated. And family members who are doing it might not Completely be able to convey that correctly, and so it is very important to almost speak in those layman terms and ask those layman questions, um so that way it can kind of come across better. You're you're a hundred percent right on that.
1: Um, so I feel like a lot of it just comes down to experience, like even like the nonverbal cues that you were talking mm-hmm. about. Even when it comes to those, like I feel like a lot of that comes down to experience. Yeah. To being able to pick up, okay, like it looks like you're kind of struggling. Sometimes you can tell. Sometimes it just takes a little bit of practice, like doing it enough times. And it's like, okay, that looks like it's too much. Let's dial it back.
0: I had a patient today who um had in and, and he is a doctor and he's got a lot going on. But um, Ari was kind of saying he was in pain and I was like, okay. And so every time I was kind of giving him something with one of the sides that he said was bothering me, he scrunch up his nose like this. And you guys can't see, but I'm really scrunching my nose. And um, I'd be like, "Oh, are you in pain?" Because you know, again, kind of that gives you that discomfort look, and you're like, "Something's not normal." And he goes, "Oh, that's me concentrating." And I was like, mm, "No,
1: concentrating no. on not the pain."
0: And I go, "Do you? Is there discomfort with it?" And he goes, "Yeah." And I go, "Okay, your tell is you—you you scrunch your nose when you're in discomfort, even though he tells you something different." So you even like have to take those verbal—I mean, those nonverbal cues—and kind of really. Break him down sometimes too, but yeah, he I caught him. And my even my PT's like, oh yeah, well he says like he he does that when he's concentrating. I was like, no, he does it when it's discomfort. <laughs> I was like, he's a tell.
1: I think another thing we kind of touched on it already, but um, allotting more time. Mm-hmm. So a lot of these patients, if you can't communicate with them as easily, like they are going to be a little more time consuming. Um, if you're working in a high volume clinic. Then whoever is like assisting you, just let them know, like if it's your fellow therapist or your technicians, like, hey, this is going to take me a little bit longer. So just kind of plan accordingly. I think if you're like in the inpatient or sniff setting, that's not really the same because everyone has their a lot of time per patient. Um, Rehab. I mean, if you're going into a rehab, you have an hour and a half to just kind of go with it. I feel like all of yeah. rehab—it's a lot of timers, anyways. It's like, all right, come over here, get on this bike, ten minutes. Get on the leg press slider thing, ten minutes.
0: It all just depends on where you're at, honestly. It comes that was down my to my
1: experience with rehab.
0: Yeah, it all just it it just totally depends. Um, and a lot of it too, like I've noticed in general, timers sometimes can actually be better with those who don't speak English very well, because you'll tell them thirty or three sets of ten, and they just don't. They don't comprehend it, and you'll realize that too. They'll act like you do. That's my favorite is when they go, mm-hmm. and nod yes, same with, like, like they've got friends, it. Oh yeah, I know yeah, what
1: I'm about. yeah. And, and then, then you're
0: no, you <laughs> you're like, no, and you're like, that's way more than thirty. So I found sometimes timers are actually a really good way to assist on getting the amount you want done appropriately, um, without them overexerting themselves at the same time, uh. Now, curious question for you. With patients who don't speak English, do you charge education?
1: No. It sounds like I should.
0: I'll, I'm with you. I don't. Um, Besides, oh, okay. I can't. Um, I was actually talking to my PT today. Because, well, we have a patient who, the one I was talking about, her billing is just restricted anyways. So that we've only allotted two units out of, like, the eight units she was giving or eight visits she was given only two units in total can be education. And I was telling, she was telling me like, Oh, make sure you don't bill because we do try to bill a lot more for education because we are doing a lot of education. You know, while the patient's during rest time, I do a lot of talking about like how to manage pain at home, why we're doing the things we're doing. Um, what, what is like the natural progression usually look like. I do a lot of education just in general. Um, so I, I do bill for education for a good chunk of my patients and, um, I was talking to her about it. I go, I usually, I honestly don't bill if someone's language is not English. Like, like if they don't understand English fully, cause I can't guarantee that that education is actually being educated. Like they're not, they're actually being educated. Like I can't guarantee that that information is inputting correctly and that they're understanding. And so that, to me, if I try to educate a patient and then they come back and they completely do the opposite, I can't, like, I'm like, I, I don't really think I educated you, if that makes sense. Yeah, like, no, it does. Like, I can't, I can't guarantee it. Like, and that so, like, le- there's, level
1: of comprehension isn't there.
0: Yeah, exactly. And I don't feel like, again, it kind of goes back to you can't bill for something that really was not actually done, done. to me <laughs> can't educate someone if they don't understand what you're saying like at all. <laughs> so um you know again we can use a lot of visuals and verbal cue or visuals and um tactile cueing, but when it comes to verbal and that kind of education, there's no guarantee that they're fully getting it. So like that's again my preference. Um, I know other people who don't fully do that. They're like, well I taught them whether or not they inputted it correctly, that's on them. Like I don't quite agree with that, but that's again, that's each person has their own way of doing it, and that's just my personal safety net of like I'm not I, I feel it like, to me like it would be fraud in a way on my end. So I choose not to. So
1: Yeah, that makes sense.
0: Yeah. But um oh my gosh, I had a thought and it ran. It's been a long day today. Guys, I'm not going to lie. I was exhausted getting up. I hit like a full on wall. (laughs) Um, It is Monday. It is Monday. And then
1: recording this, it is Monday.
0: It is. And then it it was a long weekend of just busyness. Not bad, but just busyness that like I woke up this morning and I was like, Do I have to go to work? (laughs) Are you sure? (laughs) My body's like, No. And I'm like, I think I have to, guys. Um, But there was, oh, uh i remember it now translators under the age of 18 or younger what's your thoughts on them
1: i mean it kind of just falls back to can i speak their language if i don't have a choice then it is what it is
0: mm-hmm. i've known like, a right PT- now i
1: have i have a patient who speaks arabic but she brings her daughter mm-hmm. she's over 18 and yeah. I just kind of kind of plan. But what about a child
0: translating for their parent? Like I'm saying I'm like trying 10. To put it in
1: a mindset of like if 12. it was my mother and my niece. Yeah. She's like 10. Do you really think she her?
0: could? I was about to say, do you really <laughs> think she could convey everything? No. So I've also seen that. Um, I've heard that it's not. I, I, I haven't actually really checked on this myself yet. Um, we can verify this, but I heard that um, using them is not appropriate if they're underage. A child translating for the parent is technically not appropriate if, the, if they're underage. Um, well, I mean,
1: I, I would trust more like extent. a 16, 17-year-old.
0: I agree on that. I think they would get the point across, but, like, a 10-year-old?
1: No. I've seen that.
0: I've seen a 10-year-old like come 10, in. Like,
1: Like, I think that's just... Mm-hmm. I mean, unless they have a really good level of understanding... In both languages, which with me thinking like that's the problem right now. Yeah. So if my mom were to do therapy and my niece would be the one dependent on the translation. My, you can explain to my niece. And my niece is just going to demonstrate it instead of actually verbally telling her in Spanish.
0: Because she's not going to fully know how to communicate that She won't really know how to Spanish. communicate yeah. it.
1: So I can no, see I'm, why they would. people wouldn't want to do it. Yeah. Just because of that level of comprehension
0: but i with you i think they would try their best but they would try
1: for sure and i mean like if you have no other option then like you really have nothing else now you have to really put it into uh, terms that the child can understand to be able to relate it
0: yeah i think i would go with google translate at that point honestly
1: Uh, i mean i guess it depends on what you're explaining yeah like if it's an exercise i mean like i just need you to squeeze this putty
0: yeah, I I think with You're the like, exercises, can, parent, can
1: you tell your parent to just you know close their hand?
0: Yeah, I think with that I would do that. But like going, trying to actually get information like if there's a PT or anything yeah, like that, reval
1: like or PT, and I really get subjective out of them. Yeah, that, I don't think that's happening. Yeah,
0: so um, maybe if I had in any some
1: questions. scenarios, but I still doubt it.
0: I think you got few, few and far between. Um, but I just don't think it's worth the risk in a way of like not finding a different route to go just to even be sure you're like even then just to make sure that everything lines up correctly with what your kid's saying because again i have to trust you i have to trust the translators because i know <laughs> nothing I true. and that's the thing is you have you have to be able to trust whoever's translating like going back to again um you know some people might not give you the full story or they'll kind of put things on the back burner, or might not ask the questions you really want asked. Like, you do have to trust that that translator is saying it correctly. So I know that there's a some laws in place, and I know each state slightly differs, and that's why we're not going to get into that too much. Um, but when in doubt, double check it. <laughs> he, I agree. Use something else. Um, and a lot of big companies will have a translating. Uh, service Service. that you can go through like we technically have one um again I've used them they're more the one I used was more of a pain and it was so hard for both of us to hear and the person on the phone could barely hear and it was just it was a hot mess that Google Translate worked better for us so that's what we did
1: (laughs) I'm telling you it's over the phone it's just difficult
0: it is I I could see it honestly I I can barely hear sometimes English over the phone just because of the way it is. And you're like, ooh, that's crazy. But yeah, um, anything else on this topic?
1: Mm, I think that's all I got.
0: Yeah, demonstrate. Um, I would
1: just say kind of a lot time. Be prepared. A lot of demonstrations. Mm-hmm. Use layman's terms if you're using a translator, especially if it's a family member. Mm-hmm. Um, and verbal cueing. No, sorry, verbal nonverbal.
0: Cueing. Yeah. Taking in as their as nonverbal cues. Taking in their nonverbal cues. Tactile cueing will be a friend of yours too. Um work on that kind of stuff. Uh Yeah, do your best. It's not going to be like perfect and it might feel frustrating at times because you feel like you're you're not getting exactly everything you want out of the session, but also with that, I might say pick your battles too of like is that compensation or that exact movement like doesn't need to be fully correct or something like that you know what i'm saying like sometimes i like for example we had foot doming today and the patient added in uh toe curls with it like so she was doing both
1: at the same yes. time and
0: i was like you know nope we're we're good like <laughs> i'm done <laughs> i i tried showing it like three different times three different ways and like i just couldn't get her not to add the toe curls and just focus just on the foot dome and i was like you know what? i'm seeing the foot dome it's not worth n- not adding in some of the toe flexors i was like we're gonna work on both at the same time which both exercises she had so it was kind of like a two for one but and yeah I think um, that's another
1: good point it's just kind of if you feel like they're not doing it right, especially if it's like jeopardizing their safety, then just it's not worth it. Yeah. Oh yeah. You're just gonna Sometimes have you got to gotta get ditch creative it. and try to hit that same thing in a different way.
0: Yep. Exactly. I've 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 done that before where the patient couldn't understand correctly and put them in un, me and them in an unsafe position um, of them doing it incorrectly, and so I was like, yeah, you know. what? We're going to just toss that one right out the window. We're going to find something else and be a little more creative. Or if they're doing it so wrong and you can't get them to correct that, it's just not worth doing it at all. Um, So just keep that in mind. But, yeah, I think that's kind of it. I know it's a little shorter one today, guys, but I hope you guys have been enjoying the podcast lately. Uh, Don't forget to follow us on Instagram where we're the most active. We can't uh, say thank you enough to those who have been following us lately uh, we've got quite a few new followers on there so we're super excited uh, keep posting on that we post the links every single time they come out also usually kind of what the episode's about uh, we also post them on twitters if you're twitters twitters there's multiples of them twitter right <laughs> uh,
1: the of
0: twitter. when they go live so you guys can also follow us on twitter there and don't forget to check out some of the YouTube videos uh, that we already have posted. Uh, we do post occasionally our podcasts on YouTube also if you like to listen on there. So not every single episode goes up there, but you can catch, I think, like every other one. I think it works. So, but yeah, am uh, I nah. missing anything.
1: Nope, that sounded pretty good to me.
0: All right. Well, happy Tuesday, y'all. Tomorrow is hump day. We got this. And then we're one day closer to Friday. Can you tell I'm already tired? I'm like, oh, this week week,
1: is We just started. No. Oh, we'll catch you guys on Friday.
0: All right. Bye, guys.
1: Take care. The information in this video or podcast is not intended nor implied to be a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. All content, including text, graphics, images, and information contained in this video or podcast is for general information purposes only and does not replace your professors or a consultation from your own doctor or healthcare professional.